Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy John Harrington here, and we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Cast a spell on us, David. Alakazam. There he is. He summoned a Pokemon, everybody. Welcome back to Game That Tune. It's uh, episode 194 in the house, and uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome and thank you for listening. What we're going to do here tonight is uh, we've each brought songs from video games. We're going to listen to video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun, and the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays a bonus tune. And our winner last week was the magical mystery man himself, Jesse Moore. And uh, Jesse, you get to tell him the theme for tonight's episode. What'd you pick? Uh, I picked games with magic. Indeed. Um, yeah, as we were uh, preparing for this theme, I realized uh, that's a lot of games to pick from, and I'm very happy you chose this theme. Uh, you know, one, plenty of games to pick from. Two, the magic puns pretty well write themselves. You know, it's going to be a magical episode. Uh, I'm enchanted by this theme. Uh, you know, Johnny, help me out here. I, I only had two magic puns ready. Oh, man. Okay. Uh Let's see. Uh, it's going to be something, something fairy dust, something, something pixies. He's so um, good at these. Yeah. Do we have to spell it out for you? Oh, God yeah, damn it. Oh. Oh, I mean, uh, I think this episode is going to be full of... Why? <laughs> I think this episode is going to be full of cheers like rah, rah, kadabras. Okay, yes. Uh... David, I think, has officially cursed the show with that one. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, great start. Uh, but yeah, so games with magic, uh, you know, not a not a whole lot of uh, explanation necessary. You know, you uh, you know, you got you. Does everybody you know have a have enough uh, MP to get through this episode? Um, you know, check your uh, check your items before we get started. Maybe you need to take an elixir or something. But uh, yeah, we got a great show coming up. We got uh, five great games. We got a great fan request, and uh, really, we just got to uh, we got to start up, Johnny. So uh, throw those ingredients so into the pot. Let's uh, wait. What? I I was thinking earlier. I was like, oh no, someone's gonna pick an NBA game because of the Orlando Magic and or Magic Johnson. So Ooh. be ready. See, you know. Luckily, we already uh, Johnny already cashed that chip in a while back with Magic Johnson's fast break. So if he uh, if he doubled down on that and uh, feels like reminding Double everybody, uh, reminding everybody of the uh, canceled NBA season with an NBA game right now, then nah. uh, more power to him. But uh, in the meantime, <laughs> yeah. I'm Let's, not gonna uh, lie. I wish I thought of that right now. <laughs> Seriously, that's a genius fucking idea. Uh, in the meantime, you know, I think we've got all the ingredients necessary for a fantastic uh, show. So, Johnny, I got my pot going. Throw them in there. Let's stir up this potion and uh, see what uh, see what this episode transforms into. 
Game one. Oh God, it's hideous.
Guys, so during development, the game designers felt that the game's perspective looked boring, resulting in them using an experimental style in which their 3D characters and objects were slightly skewed to face the game's camera. The uh, skewed models can actually be seen in certain areas of the game when performing actions that shift the player's perspective. feeling great. I'm feeling pretty good. Say, so I was feeling good until I checked the uh, list of games that we've already used, and now I'm feeling less good. Hmm. I'm intrigued by that. Oh, God, Jesse's got Penis Wizard. Uh, David says Golden Sun, which is sadly incorrect, and Johnny says Link Faces of Evil. <laughs> what a fantastic guess, but that's incorrect. Uh, you know, Johnny, you were on the on the right track with the uh, the series. It's uh, The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds for the 3DS. Oh, oh, god! <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, it's a very good one. You metadata editing <sighs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, I I set a trap and you fell right the fuck into it, man. You think I use Link Faces of Evil on this show? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker! That <laughs> Give me makes a little more credit so much sense with the trivia now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was actually really, uh, I was really intrigued by that. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it, but like, uh, you know, so this uh, this is the game for the 3DS that takes place in the link between the past world, and uh, they were trying to figure out a way to make kind of the uh, the same art style as Link to the Past, which you know it's 16 bit, you know, but like top down. But obviously they can just kind of draw things the way they want to have the perspective they want and whoever was making this game they're you know working on these 3d models and they're like man this looks boring like what you know it's just like rooftops and tops of heads and shit and you can't see anybody <laughs> and then it's like okay well i mean you know we're not like uh you know committed to this like uh you know we can we can figure out a way to make this work so they just kind of slanted everybody a little bit and uh you know, so everything kind of faces more up, so you see a little bit more of the detail they were working on. And yeah, I was looking at like the, you know, Zelda like Pedia page for it or whatever, and uh, they uh, they have like a shot of it where, uh, in certain areas, when you go against the wall, as you do in this game, it shifts the perspective to so you can see the wall, and you can see that like the rupees are at a slant, and the statues are at a slant, and I'm just like, oh, that's actually. 
you know, that's kind of a genius little tweak to make the make the world look a little bit better from the top-down perspective. So, you know, good on them, designers of uh, A Link Between Worlds. Good on you. Because, um, yeah, this game is uh, it's really great. I, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, I played the, uh, the crap out of it and then lost the charger for my 3DS, and I haven't played that system in a couple of years now. It's a real damn shame. Um, <laughs> but, uh... Man, the time I spent with it was a lot of fun. This was a world that I didn't think I needed to revisit, you know. And, and then when I did, I'm like, wait a minute. I forgot that A Link to the Past is like a fucking fantastic game. Like, it's, it's like one of my favorite Zelda worlds. It's so much fun to go back to. And then you add a little fresh perspective. Uh, you know, you, you see things in a slightly different light, in a different angle. And uh, it just, it just you know, jazzes up the whole experience. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, David, I know you didn't... Uh, play a whole lot of or care for uh like a uh, link to the past necessarily as much as uh, maybe i did but uh did you play a link between worlds i did play link to th- uh link between worlds um and uh sorry i caught myself i have okay. played link to the past and link between worlds um i enjoyed link between worlds more than link to the past um i actually really really like this game because yeah. of a lot of the new things it did, like you had the item rentals, you had like everything was a lot more open to it, yeah. um, and you had the like wall changing mechanic where you could blend into walls and move along them, and I thought that brought out uh, a lot of interesting puzzle opportunities, and when this game was doing stuff that was new and different and unique, I really enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. when the game was reminding you that Link to the Past was a thing, like... I kind of didn't enjoy it as much. Like, yeah, I could play Link to the Past, but I want to play this instead. Right. See, I, you know, I I kind of felt the same way at times. It's like, yeah, I played Link to the Past plenty when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, I don't really need to like fully revisit the world. So like this world being set, I guess, a couple hundred years after uh, a Link to the Past. You know, that made that gave me the opportunity to change things a little bit. But it's like, hey, you could have changed more. Like honestly, like just you know, keep the map and have the like full-blown, I don't know, like, just remix all the areas, but, you know, it, it's it's a nice, it, it was nice after all that time to kind of go back into that world, you know, it, and I think it satisfied the people that are always, you know, clamoring for some kind of remake, like, no, it doesn't need to be remade, but, like, a tribute with, like, some new levels and, a, you know, and kind of a tweak story, yeah, that's fine, um... Because, yeah, the stuff you were talking about, I, I like that. You know, this is this came at the time when they were, I guess, feeling like the Zelda series needed a little bit of a refresh. like, And they were like, okay, so how do we, you know, kind of tweak around the gameplay formula? And, yeah, like the item rental let you go to any dungeon you wanted first. And it's like, actually, yeah, that's a really cool idea. How can, Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great idea. And then ultimately that, you know, that kind of bled into them, like, full-blown changing the formula for Breath of the Wild. It's like, yeah, just go wherever the fuck you want. You're like, here's here's four items, go anywhere. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I guess that is, uh, it's, that's one way to do it, too. Like, here's all the items right up front. Go, go. Uh, do do your thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I like uh, I like the whole, like, uh, becoming a painting mechanic. It's funny, as I was thinking of games for this episode, it's like, it'd be nice to use a Zelda game, but, you know, we've used a lot of them, and really, like, the magic's always kind of an afterthought in those. You know, like, you get a spell here and there, you get the little medallions in Link to the Past, and I'm like, wait a minute. Link Between Worlds, there's a huge mechanic built into magically turning into a drawing <laughs> and walking along the walls. Like, that's the choice. Uh, you know, I, I think I'd been waiting to use this one, and this was the perfect week to do it. So, yeah. Uh, a magic-heavy Zelda. Uh, you know, good, uh, you know, good pick. Uh, 
But, um... Yeah, I mean, I like the game. I, I love A Link to the Past, and, and A Link Between Worlds is fun. I like, you know, seeing... You know, like I said, they just kind of tweak the story. Like, Link, uh, Link to the Past had the light world, dark world. This one has high rule, low rule, and you get to meet characters from the other one. That, you know, th I think the thing that makes this game better is, like, a little bit more story and a little bit more characters. Those older Zelda games, especially Link to the Past, really kind of light on characters. It's like... You know, you're Link, you meet the sage, you go to the temples, you know, the wizard banishes the thing, and you, you talk to the princesses as you unlock them from the crystals. This one, it's like, no, there's there's multiple characters with motivations. Uh, there's that really fucking weird villain who's, I guess, just kind of the, you know, ultimately the final boss and the agent of chaos throughout the thing, just the, you know, power-hungry weirdo of the whole game. But then you got, you know, Princess Hilda, who's got her own motivations, and you got, you know, the... Uh, Oh, what the fuck is the guy's name that rents you the items? Ravio, who uh, you Ravio. Discover, discover things about during the course of the game. It's uh, yeah, it's cool. It's just it's nice having more characters. And yeah, also speaking of things that were going on with Zelda at the time, what was up with? Uh, I guess maybe it's just Skyward Sword and this having some weird ass like androgynous villains in them. Like you know, between Girahim and then Yuga and this, like they uh. They had some weird, uh, weird villains, weird antagonists going on. Like, I really thought Yuga was a big woman. And then it turns out, like, I'm reading descriptions, like, you know, he was hungry for power. I'm like, he was? Are you kidding? <laughs> like, the, uh, he, he wears so much makeup. <laughs> like, that's... Okay, he, sure. He is very fabulous. Yes. Yeah, and he, he loves painting, and, you know, it's not until he merges with Ganon and gets all, you know, gets a buff set of pecs. I'm like, I guess it is a dude. Like, I, you know, I was willing to let it be fluid. Like, it, you know, what a... What an androgynous character they came up with, man. You know, it's a... It's a wild one, you know. But, uh, but a cool one. Um... And Still, uh, he remains one of the best characters in Hyrule Warriors. Like, oh, see, yeah, I didn't even know he was in it. Uh, is he kick-ass with a paintbrush? <laughs> uh, he does. Uh, <laughs> he was added as DLC in the 3DS version, then, like, obviously put into the Switch version, because it's the ultimate version. Word. And, yeah, he's, like, practically broken. Okay. Can he banish like, he people into the second dimension? <laughs> Uh, that's actually, I think it's his, like, magic attack, where he actually summons the paint frame and, like, spins it on, and it causes a giant explosion. Nice. Yeah, see? I like it, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it, yeah, it's an interesting mechanic, like, you know, painting and paint frames and, like, that whole aesthetic. It seems like they would have tried to put that more on the Wii. They would have gotten swept up in, like, the Okami madness of being able to use motion controls to paint things. And they would have been like, yeah, let's do that painting Zelda on the Wii. And someone was like, no, it's a good idea, but we don't really need to fucking do all that. Let's just put that into the Link, Link to the Past remake we're working on. Like, okay, sure, good enough. <laughs> like, it's Link to the Past, but everybody likes to paint. Cool. That's enough for a new game. <laughs> Sold American. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I, uh... You know, I'm glad that we hadn't used it yet, quite frankly. I, I was, you know, I'm getting critically low on Zelda picks for the show. Because, <laughs> like, uh, you know, God knows I never played Triforce Heroes. Um, so, I don't know uh, I don't know what I'm going to do here in the next uh, 200 episodes or so. I'm kind of kind of going through my, uh, my wheelhouse. But anyway, uh, yeah. Is Triforce Heroes the last Zelda game that we've used? Triforce Heroes is probably the only mainline Zelda game we haven't used. <laughs> like, okay. if you want to call it that, which uh, according to some Wikipedia pages, it is. I, you know, I was not aware of uh, that, but uh, 
yeah, that game looked dumb, and I didn't play it. So, <laughs> I hate to say such things about a Zelda game, but no, I, I didn't go for that one. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Link to, uh, Link, see, I'm stumbling over it every single time I try to say it. I love A Link to the Past. I love A Link Between Worlds. Great game. Uh, frankly, I wish they would do kind of like a Link Between Worlds, uh, you know, update for the Switch or something like that, because, uh, like I said, I lost my 3DS charger. That thing's done. I would love to play this game again and, uh, you know, see it up on the big screen. I'm sure those 3D, uh, sure those great-looking 3D models from 3DS blow up perfectly onto an HD TV. I bet that, ooh, it would look fantastic. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, uh, some kind of some kind of update or re-release or a refresh of this would be pretty great because you know they they've made a link to the past available you know just by pressing a fucking button on your switch so like you know uh, get on some of these uh, some of these remakes for more recent games or, or re-releases at least because uh, you know I'd like to I'd like to revisit them on a system that I can charge so uh, yeah um, and uh, soundtrack's great. Uh, primary composer on the soundtrack, Ryo Nagamatsu. Uh, shout out to him. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just a really great game. And I think it's a fun way to, to revisit things and refresh things without just going full remake. So uh, glad we got to use it on the show. And Johnny, um, it's time to uh, you know shift yourself into the uh, second dimension. Go slap yourself against the wall. Go inside your closet. And when you come back, bring us uh, the next game. All right, that's a weird thing to do. I, all right, I'll be right back. Let's see. Game he can't do two. it, guys. Pathetic.
so let's see. IGN reviewed this game uh, a 5 out of 7, saying legend has it that the publisher thought the quality of this product was so low that it would be worthless or worse, damaging to even publish the game in the States. It was published in the States. Uh, and whether or not that's actually true, the quality assessment at its heart is on target because this game is certainly the worst of its franchise trilogy. They described the graphics as bland and ugly, and particularly criticized that the gameplay showed no advancement from the first game, even removing some of the advancements seen in the second game. Would you like me to review, uh, to read another snippet from another review? Sure, John. I would just like you to confirm, because in that trivia, it was talking about, like, the prequel and the sequel, like, which game is this? This is the is third. Is this the first? The, the third? Okay. Third in the trilogy. Uh, the graphics are by far some of the most plain looking on this console. The new magic effects aren't as, oppressive, aren't as oppressive as before. If you're considering purchasing this title from an overseas seller, don't waste your bucks. A lot of emphasis there. I'm really selling this game. Uh, let's see here. John says Splatterhouse 3, which is incorrect. David says Shining Force 3, which is incorrect. Jesse says you and five. You said five out of seven. Seriously, what the fuck was that? Oh. Oh, five out of ten. That's my bad. Yeah. What um, kind of fucking IGN review? Yeah. That's Whack. yeah. No, that's whoops. This is Golden Axe three for the Sega Genesis. Oh. Huh. What's the, the fuck? wrong sound now? <laughs> I thought it was the other sound. Yeah. Yeah. I changed it, and I kind of regret that, and I want to change it back right now. What the but fuck is going on what? right now? So, this is Golden Axe 3 for the Sega Genesis, published in the US exclusively on the Sega channel. Oh, fuck you, huh. John. 
No wonder it didn't show up on my list of Genesis games. <laughs> See, you were looking up list of Genesis games. I was looking up IGN 5 out of 7. Well, I, 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 I couldn't anywhere. find anything. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, this is, no. <laughs> I can't believe uh, I said 5 out of 7. That's entirely my bad. I, I, really I meant to fucking call you out on it, but I didn't want to interrupt your trivia. You just kept going. But like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that trivia didn't make any sense. Who rates games on a scale out of 7? <laughs> <laughs> a perfect 5 out of 7. <laughs> <sighs> 5 out of fuck? 7, too much water, IGN. Yes. Now, Johnny, uh, you know, going to your next point, what the fuck did you do to the everybody got it wrong sound? I replaced it with the uh, Super Mario World Game Over music, but yeah. I realized it's, it's like too nice. Yeah, it sounds uh, like we're all going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was See, that? See, I didn't even recognize it as the Mario World Game Over. I thought it was the Piranha Plant, like, sleepy music from yeah. Mario 64. Right, no, that's the, I, I vaguely recognize it. I've gotten Game Overs in Super Mario World, so seldom. But, uh, you know, it's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? That was pleasant. You, you know, no, 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 I we need something that really tells us that we fucked up for getting it all wrong. What the hell, John? We had such uh. a cooler song lined up. Yeah, anyway. Um, I like how then, we went from, like, game over to... La. Yeah, exactly. You know, dream on, motherfucker. The, you didn't when get this one right. Fucking, when are you going to tuck us in? Yeah. <laughs> you going to give everybody on the, the kiss on the forehead for getting the game wrong, John? Yes. Tell us a, tell us a fucking story. <laughs> yeah. Can I open up Yoshi's storybook? You fuck. Um, you fuck. So then now the, uh, I want like the actual like <laughs> hardcore game over sound to end with. Mwah, sleep yeah. well. It's okay. Tuck yourself in. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the other thing, Johnny Golden Axe Three for real. Like, I didn't even know there was Golden Axe Three. Yeah, I actually think this music is pretty sweet, which is what drove me to choose this game. Oh yeah. Like this soundtrack is kind of awesome. Um, it, it's very reminiscent of like, sort of like a fake like late '80s sound, which I think is really popular right now. That you know, outrunny or synth wavy, you know, kind of sound. Like that's what it reminds me of, especially that third track. Mm. Um, the game itself is fine. It's basically just Golden Axe One, uh, but you know, there are there is a few new additions. Um, in the multiplayer mode, you can do combined spell casting. Uh, so you can both cast this magic at the same time and it'll come up with like a combined effect. Like one character summons a dragon, one character floods everything. So if you do the combined thing, it's like a water dragon shows up. It's kind of neat. Yeah, that's kind of dope. And then um, they have some interesting characters. So there's uh, one, two, three, four, four playable characters instead of three. Um, you've got like your balanced guy. I'm sorry, is it? The th yeah, four playable characters. You got your bounce guy, you got your, like, lady, you know, spellcaster. You've got a big, beefy dude. And then you've also got a, like, humanoid panther weirdo. Okay. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> he looks like a mix of they... Nightcrawler and Beast is the best way to describe him. Like, Nightcrawler, but kind of, you know, jacked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did blue. they cut out Gilius Thunderhead, the dwarf? Yeah, he shows up at, at the very beginning, like, cutscene, like, to set you off on your journey. And that's that's it. He doesn't show up again mm. in the rest of the game. That's fucked. Okay, fuck this game. Yeah. Oh, David likes Gilius. 
know, no Gilius, no Delius for David. Um, but frankly, I'm interested in this jackass panther man. That uh, that that's you know scratching my Thundercats itch. Like, did they just you know they steal Panthro from Thundercats? Is this a crossover, John? I think so. He's uh, he's probably the most powerful character in the game because he has a super move where he turns himself into a projectile, like it's a unblockable you know screen width attack kind of thing. So uh, wait, he's, he's like he's part himself. panther, part man, part juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> See, for a second, I thought you were going to say he turns himself into a panther. It's like, that's not that impressive. He's halfway there already. <laughs> he devolves like... into a panther. He loses his humanity. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, more importantly, now that I've said this, um, why is there not a Thundercats beat em up? Um, that Ooh. seems like it really would have written itself by now and would have been played the fuck out of by me and David and everybody, everybody on this show. Like, you know, fucking, you know, seriously, where's the really dope Thundercats beat him up? That would be the shit. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. God, oh, could you imagine if you could summon, like, assist characters by pointing the Sword of Omens and, like, hailing them in? Fuck yeah, man. Snarf, you know, snarf. snarf everywhere. <laughs> oh, I know. I really, I thought, yeah, if he was a playable character, that's who I would choose every time, no matter what. Johnny gets Snarf every time. <laughs> is it Snarf or is it Snarf? It's Snarf. 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 Okay, yeah. snarf, sorry. Snarf, Lionel. Snarf. It's been a while on Thundercats. I, I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, childhood me would have freaked the fuck out if there was a rentable Thundercats game uh, at Blockbuster. Oh, like, you know, I would have would have rented it as many times as possible in the lead up to birthday or Christmas and then asked for it for my birthday or Christmas. Like, you know, I need that game. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be fucking cool. Cooler than Golden Axe on the <laughs> Sega channel, I dare say. <laughs> um, Sega channel exclusives. Yeah, now, this so did Johnny, get a release on the Virtual Console uh, in the U.S. later. Yes, the Wii Virtual Console, the console that Johnny played the most of. Mm. Played, and that's you know, where that yeah. 5 out of 10 review came from, was IGN reviewing the Virtual Console version. What the fuck, five man? 5 out of 7? Yeah. yeah, yeah. how are they going to give something a 5 out of 7 when it's seeing a <laughs> fucking, like, a wide release for the first time ever? Like, you know, you should, you should be so lucky that this even came out. You know, what did they have to say about the fucking Sega channel back in the day? Oh, nothing, because they weren't a company yet. Like, seriously, man. <laughs> and fuck IGN. <laughs> fuck their ratings. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, okay, I'm sure this so, game is um, a 5 out of 10, but you don't have to say it. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I was curious. There was a video game based on the 1987 Thundercat show. Um, it was a single-player action game, but only available on... Like the Amiga and the Commodore 64, like it was never ported Damn. to the NES. It's like, That's fucked. Ugh. That's so fucked up. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, unbelievable. I'm furious to know that. Like, like X Men Arcade, but with Thundercats. Sounds yeah. like a home uh, run. Yeah, that sounds like a home run today. Like, what the fuck? That's a really good idea. Like,. Oh, I'm, I'm getting all mad that it doesn't exist. Like, you know, that's fucking crazy. That would be a really good game. Could uh, you imagine the 16-bit uh, uh, theme music? Fuck oh, yeah. Man. Oh. oh, and just the, the voice work in that would be fantastic. That, that Mumra sprite, gonna, you know it would be awesome. Oh, man, yeah. I was going to say, like, 
the digitized Sega Genesis version of Ho! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just yeah, somehow it comes out like, did you just copy and paste the Colossus roar into this game? Yes, we did. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good roar. <laughs> it's like the Wilhelm scream, but Colossus. Yeah. That's, the, that's every cartoon character's yell for the 16-bit generation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So Johnny, have you? Uh, you've never actually played Golden Axe Three, then I bet. I have not. That's Since a it came out, shame, this was on the Sega Channel, and I, as much as I asked my parents to call our cable provider and ask for the Sega Channel, they refused. <laughs> yeah, I like how you say it instead. came out exclusively no. on the Sega Gen Sega Genesis Channel, but the review is for the Wii Virtual Console release. <laughs> yeah. Well, still, initially, still exclusively. <laughs> Yeah, that trivia was fucked, John. Just admit it. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Uh, my question, though, you know, you can make it up to everybody by streaming yourself playing some Golden Axe 3. Does your company care that you're working from home and you might uh, stream on Twitch during the day? Would that uh, would that get you fired immediately? Or uh, they do you think they would even notice? Would, they would <laughs> probably not notice, but I think it, that would be like... I would do that, and that'd be the one time something actually happens, like, really bad, and I have to go deal with it immediately. Uh, I think you got to take the chance, John. Just, I think, guys, yeah. just wear a mask so they don't yeah. know it's you. Oh, dude, yeah, this is the perfect time to roll out Johnny's new, like, lucha character for fucking you know, streaming games during the day <laughs> while on furlough because of this fucking you know, virus thing. Like... Uh, just you know, stream as you know. You, okay, so yeah, we need a good alias for Johnny. I'm challenging the chat to come up with a good character alias for Johnny. Uh, I will accept submissions of drawings, um, <laughs> but it, in the meantime, Johnny, if there's nothing else, uh, I think we got to move on to the next game. <laughs> game three.
All right. Um, what was the, okay. Uh, the North American version of this game includes uh, new abilities for the main character that are not seen in the original Japanese version. This is our fan request from uh, Muddle Madness in the Discord. Uh, how you guys feeling? Pretty good. Better now that you say that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Johnny says Sonic goes to Hogwarts, which is correct. No, incorrect. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> David says Tales of Symphonia. Incorrect. John says Tales of the Abyss, which is correct. Oh, yeah. so close. Cool. So, yeah, this this is uh, Tales of the Abyss. Um, unfortunately, the Tales games are a, kind of a blind spot for me in my RPG games. Uh, I have played a little bit of this one, though. Um, so is this the did, one... It, um, this came out back in, like, the 80s? Uh, this is the one that's, like, they're in the underwater research station? No, that's a movie. Um, oh. <laughs> Hell, then I don't know um, what this is. Uh, so, this 
the weird thing about this game for me is it reminds me of uh, a certain time in my life because um, it's so weird. Uh, I was a security guard at the mall and I'd always like to go hang out at uh, the EB Games by the movie theater. And this game was always on like a track mode on their TVs. And so much so I eventually had to buy it. And I played a little bit of it. And um, I just remember the anime cutscene all the time at the fucking uh, the EB Games. <laughs> hmm. So yeah. Um, man, I wish this reminded me of a time in my life. This is like drawn fucking a blank for me. So this is actually... So David said Tales of Symphonia. That was pretty close. Like, how, th how thorough is this Tales series? I didn't realize this was such a thing. I thought the... Uh... There's a lot of them. Really? Yeah. The, I think Tales of Destiny was the first one. Or no, no, no. Tales of Fantasia on the Super Nintendo, I believe. Okay. Um, and that's the one with then... like the little dancing mushrooms and Mickey Mouse? No, that's something else. <laughs> Fuck! Um, you're close. That's, that's Castle of Illusion. Oh, uh, okay. Um, let's see. Then on the PlayStation was like Tales of Destiny, and I think there was a Tales of Destiny 2. That one was like the, the looty shooty game, like uh, you team up with no, people. No, no, that's that's just Destiny and Destiny Fuck! 2. You're close. Um. <laughs> you say looty shooty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like schluter. Yeah, looter, schluter, looty shooty. <laughs> I've never heard this phrase. This sounds like a kind of game I would enjoy, though, because I love looting, I love shooting. Johnny? Oh, man. Dude, yeah, looty shooty might be right up your alley. That uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of new oh, games out. <laughs> Somebody want to get Johnny a copy of Borderlands, please? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sold. see, I was thrown off because when you were saying looty, I... Th you were saying Ludi L O O T Y, and I thought you were saying Ludi L E U W D Y. It's like oh, so, oh, like a ooh. shmup with just big tits everywhere. Or? Different, yeah, you know, a different kind of shooty when it's that kind of Ludi. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Game! That's all I want. Uh, what are you doing, Shaq? What the fuck? I forget where I put the hot take sound. It was oh. the hot take. That'll work. Thank you. Pepsi Man. That's been on the Why soundboard Why is Pepsi this Man not the game over sound? Like, that should be the all three of us get it wrong sound. What the <laughs> hell? Pepsi Man. Uh, okay, so anyway, Tales series. Um, Jesse, keep naming them, because I, you know, I clearly have a bit going. I have no idea what any of these are. <laughs> um, yeah, there's... So, the thing about them is uh their battle systems or it's like a, a two like a side scrolly 2d uh you know beat em up kind of thing almost um it's an action rpg i guess would be what you'd call it actually um and they're very like fast paced and stuff um you don't you like control the main character and the other characters are like ai um I just don't know why I've never really gotten into them. I'm, I'm hoping I can try out the new one when it comes out. Oh, word! There's another one coming out. Uh, I believe so. I've, I'm not sure if it's going to be on the Xbox or not. But if it is, I'll probably check it out. Huh? Yeah, t there it is. Tales of Arise. You know, 
do people realize this is a series, or is it just kind of an unsaid thing? Like, you know, because it seems no, like... It's got a pretty decent fan base. Okay, uh, yeah, it just seems like it's... Uh, I don't want to say bland, but, like, you know, the series is... The word Tails, like, begins your game title. It's like, I'm pretty sure there's some other games that do that, too. You probably are confusing people by not making these a really clearly or, like, uniquely denoted series, but... You know, maybe that's just me. Uh, you know, my severe blind spot for these things. I'm, you know, because, yeah, fuck me. There's like 20 fucking games in this series. And I didn't know any of them were related. <laughs> Except, you know, I thought, uh, you know, David, I remember, like, you know, many episodes ago mentioning the Tales series. I was like, yeah, the Tales of Symphonia series. And, uh, think, thinking that's what he meant. It's like, I didn't know they changed the, the word on all of them. I, how was I supposed to know all these games were related? This is, this is crazy. You know. Well, I think it's kind of like the Final Fantasy thing and that they're not really, like, related. It's just, you know, the next Tales game, Sure, if that makes sense. I guess so. so. The Final Fantasy does a pretty good job of saying Final Fantasy to denote yeah. uh, <laughs> that it's a continuing series. There's no confusion on that. It's like, oh, okay, Final Fantasy, you know, Crystal Chronicles, Crystal Bearers, blah, 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 Mystery Dungeon. I'm like, still a Final Fantasy game. Very clearly. Cool. Uh, you know, Tales, it's like... This is the uh, series hmm. that, um... This is the series that Lloyd Irving is from, right? Uh, from Symphonia? I think he's from Symphonia, yeah. Yeah. Have we but said I mean, anything? like, the Tales series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this isn't the game he's from. Word. Lloyd is from Symphonia. I was gonna say, have we said anything specific to Tales of the Abyss? <laughs> No, uh, all I know is there's a main character has red hair, and um, <laughs> there's a, a little girl who rides around on a gigantic teddy bear, uh, which is pretty cool. Okay, dope. Um, and there's a lot of magic. And, yeah, uh, as uh, tends to be <laughs> the case in RPGs. Um, obviously. I hear, I hear Vesperia is really good, and it has a dog that smokes from a pipe. Okay, now that's you have my attention, quite frankly. I, yeah. You know, ooh, pipe-smoking dog. That's, uh, you know, if that were a YouTube video, it would have gotten like a couple billion views by now. So, you know, you throw that in a game, uh, you know, and now we're talking. That's, uh, <laughs> hmm, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by this, uh, this dog and its pipe. I like it. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I feel bad, like, you know, as I tend to when we get requests for these blind spot RPGs that we all uh, are aware of. And then realize that I'm not very aware of, and, uh, you know, it, they all look cool, and they're a thing I kind of, like, look, and it's like, yeah, I wish I had played that. I, I like the anime style, and I like, you know, that it's not necessarily a traditional, like, RPG battle system, but, like, no, I, I, you know, fuck me, I didn't even, like, know about this game until, you know, I, you, know you could have said Tales from the Abyss, and I could, you know, and asked me, like, you know, when that game came out, and, like, what kind of game it was, and I would have taken a good crack at it to be like, oh, that's probably, like, an indie game, they probably made that last year, and it's, like, a roguelike, but it takes place in, like, watery dungeons, and, you know, <laughs> I, I would have had... No, I would have said that with confidence. Like, yeah, sure, that's probably what it is. I, I'll, I'll give, I'll give myself ninety percent confidence that that's what this is. And instead, it's no, it's like this fucking, you know, charming continuation of a classic RPG series that I didn't even realize was a fucking series. So, yeah, I don't know, man. These, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, do you think is there any reason 
to fear jumping in with the next release. Like, is uh, you know, if these games no. are so loosely connected, like if the next Tales game comes out and I want to play that, do you think there's any reason for me to have to go back and play any of the prior Tales games? Not at all. Okay, thank God, because yeah, like I'm looking at pictures of you know of Tales of the Abyss now. I'm like, that looks pretty fucking cool, and I like an action RPG, and I like a charming anime style. But man, there's so many fucking games. <laughs> there, oh, please God, don't let I there be you know plot threads that carry through these things. There can't be, can there? <laughs> I think Vesperia was uh, remade on Switch. Okay, so worth a gander. I like it. Um, yeah, you know, cool tunes. Uh, you know, a cool game. The uh, you know, uh, as I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, shouting out, you know, fucking GTT Mount Rushmore member Motoy Sakuraba. Surprise, surprise, he turns up for another yeah. RPG soundtrack. I was looking at the fucking the game stats for the, you know, games and composers and things we've used. That guy's on the mount. You know, we need to uh, design a GTT Mount Rushmore, and it's going to be, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, like three uh, three charming Japanese composers and Tim Fallon. I think it's, you know, going to be really, uh, it's going to be a really special you know, spectacular mountain. Uh, Johnny, have you, can have you, you imagine the Patreon account lately? Do we have enough for a, to buy a mountain? We might. We might. I, I bet we could buy uh, a mountain in, you know, not in the United States, but but, but, but there's probably mm. some poorer nation where we could buy a mountain. I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, do you not name another country because <laughs> I don't want to get us banned internationally. <laughs> in that joke right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Johnny, head on over to Stone Mountain, Georgia. See if we can buy that uh, that mountain from oh. them and carve it into the GTT Mount Rushmore. People in Georgia, they like Yoko Shimomura, Koji Kondo, and Motoi Sakuraba, and Tim Fallon, right? Like, they wouldn't mind sure us. sure as hell better. They, yeah. they wouldn't mind us carving I mean, up that mountain. It'd be a nice improvement. People in Georgia would probably like one-fourth of that. Uh, you know, you say the people in Georgia are big Yoko fans, David. They, uh, they, they, you know, you calling them Shima? I mean, I didn't say it, but (laughs) (laughs) say the whole state of Georgia is a bunch of Shima morons. I mean, I didn't say it, (laughs) but. I think she, it's pretty obvious what I meant. I want if, that on a shirt. If she doesn't have a fan club and it's not called the Shima Morons, then, you know, like, <laughs> what I don't is know she what, doing? How, you know, seriously, Yoko, you're not marketing yourself very well because that just wrote itself. And uh, you know, I'm starting that fan club. That 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 one's going in the shop. Let's get on Fiverr. Let's get a Shima Mo- Yoko Shima Moron shirt. Like a cool Yokoshimamura fan shirt to sell. <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah, that's solid gold. Um, Anyway, Jesse, anything else on the Tales series, uh, or you know, anything related to anything we've just been talking about? I've I've lost the thread. <laughs> I second the idea of that shirt. Oh God, yeah, and actually, real quick, Mono in the chat, fucking you know, even better than Shima Morons, Georgia people that like Yoko, just call them yokels. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's also a very good, good idea. <laughs> like, uh, the, the yokels of Shimamura. <laughs> oh, what a good idea. What a fan club. So yeah, Johnny, start the Georgia-based Yoko Shimamura fan club. Uh, the yokels of Shimamura. And Wait, uh, why, do, why do I have to do that? You both live considerably closer to Georgia than I do. Johnny, you're working from home. You have nothing to do. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you are one hundred percent right. Hell yeah! Game four. I'll get a train ticket tomorrow morning. Thank God. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Muddle Madness, for the request. Awesome game. Let's move on. <laughs> game four. intro this game takes place in the far off distant year of 1999 this game was released in 1991 <laughs>
I have an additional piece of trivia if anyone would like that. Yes, please. So this game was originally supposed to be a licensed game based on the 1986 anime based off The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. However, the copyrights were held by a different company, so the designers were unable to use it. The main character, however, was still named Doropi, in reference to Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, that just clarifies everything. Alright. <laughs> Alright, um, Jesse has a drawing of a penis with a wizard hat, which is the closest. Um, John Harrington says Final Fight Future, and John Regan says The Hunt for Red October. Um, sadly, everyone is incorrect. Uh, this is the Cryon Conquest. Ah, okay, good job, Or as John. it is known in Japan, Magical Kids Doropi. <sighs> what? Cool. <laughs> Wait, what, what was this called in the U.S.? Okay. Uh, the Cryon Conquest. Cryon? In Japan, it was called Magical Kids Doropi. Uh -huh. so, so, so tell I'm, us about this. I was gonna say, so we all have fond memories of this game, right? I mean, oh, yeah. okay, seriously, real real talk, David. There are very few times on this show where I've literally never heard of a game. Like, I'll say that sometimes, and it's like a bit. And, yeah, I feel like I've usually got a pretty good handle on what exists and what doesn't. <laughs> and I gotta say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, what the... W <laughs> The Cryon Conquest? That I have literally never heard of that. <laughs> so, this game, um, it was developed and published by a company called Vic Tokai on the NES. Oh and man, I love those guys. They made King Salmon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also did Clash at Demon Head. Fuck yeah! Um, That's good too. <laughs> this game, it's literally off-brand Mega Man. Like, seriously, if you look at screenshots, like, the main character even resembles the Mega Man sprite. And it's essentially uh, a game about a little witch girl who has to defeat an evil empire of robots. All of the enemies fucking look like Mega Man enemies, and she attacks them and goes through platforming challenges, all while using her various magical spells. So she has like a main magic attack, she has a fire attack, an ice attack, she has a ball one that bounces, she can summon a broom, and she changes her different abilities by pulling up a menu and selecting them, and it's it's literally Mega Man. Oh yeah. If Mega Man was a little girl. A little witch girl cool. instead of a super fighting robot. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at screenshots now. Uh, this looks dope, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks like a Mega Man fan game, but like I'm into it. <laughs> like, <laughs> some of these cutscene like uh, stills that I'm finding look pretty sweet. They look very um, like yeah. Blade Runner dystopian almost. But you're playing a witch. <laughs> yeah, why <laughs> like, is a cute is little sweet. witch fighting giant evil robots? <laughs> 
<laughs> so the the story of the game is the um, evil Cryon Empire, which is like a mechanical robot empire, invades Earth and conquers Earth. So like one last person summons up a witch girl because magic is the only thing the robots are weak to. So you play as a witch who uses magic to defeat evil robots. That checks um, out. And you go through various platforming challenges. Um, it's not like Mega Man in the sense that you choose your own stage. It's much more linear. Um, you go through, I think it's three different stages in each world, and then you fight a boss. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's off-brand Mega Man, and it's actually really fucking fun. Uh, you select your different magic spells and you go through, um, some of them are, they're kind of weird because you have, like, no. your main attack, you, you have an attack that, like, bounces off of walls and everything, like, okay, and then you have your fire spell, which you can charge up and turn into a phoenix and kind of, like, it's like a screen clearing weapon, but it also takes off, like, half of your health, so it's it's good because you can kill everything on screen, but also, like, you're going to kill yourself doing it. So mm. I don't think they quite learned how to balance it exactly. Wait, so you, um, you can actually kill yourself with it? It doesn't, like, take your life down to one and, like, you know, that's just your last chance to use it? I don't know, because okay. once I used it once and got to half health, I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm never using this again. Probably, yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, cause yeah, um, it's like I I kind of hated that mechanic in like Final Fight, where like you know, yeah, I'm kicking ass with all these lariats. It's like, wait a minute, how's my health so low? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's like just imagine Hagar doing one more lariat and then dying promptly. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> probably should program that to not be uh, not be the way it goes. Like he probably wouldn't lariat himself to death. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Knowing Mike Hagar, he might. He wouldn't Depends on the that, situation. You know, he at least would need a nudge after all those lariats. Um, but yeah, it's it uses magic, and one thing that I like about this game, as opposed to the Mega Man games, I can't help but compare it to Mega Man, because seriously, if you're listening in podcast form, look up a screenshot. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's what it is. But, um... One thing that I like about it is you got a charge shot, which Mega Man didn't have at the time, and also your magic spells don't use a meter, so you can oh. switch between them freely and use them constantly. Okay, see, I was worried about that, because you were like, it's a rip-off Mega Man, I'm like, tell me there's not magic meters, like, oh. That's like with Wolverine having no healing factor or whatever the fuck, you know, his mutant power running out in the, uh, the NES game, like... Please don't tell me it, it exhausts her magic power. Like, she's a witch. Just let her use all the powers. <laughs> I do have one question. No, you can freely choose them. Good. I see I'm sorry, a, yes. I see a screenshot of her standing on a magic... On what well, looks like a broom. C can you call a broom and fly on it similar to the rust jet? Hell yeah. Yes. yes. One of the magic spells is a broom, and you summon a broom. And it's not like, you know, item two in Mega Man 2 where you just fly constantly. Like, you can go forward, backwards, you can go up and down, and while you're using it, you can still shoot. So you're saying it, it makes Rush Jet a piece of shit. I mean, That'd I didn't nice. say that, but yes. Jeez, man, Rush Jet was wow. cool. Yeah. That's a hot take. Yeah, seriously, Johnny, how are you not manning the hot take board right now? What's wrong with you? That's the honk take. Yeah. <laughs> it does, you know, raise the question though, if you can just summon an endless, you know, anti-platforming broom, 
how do you program a challenging like platform game into that? But uh, you know, I assume that something comes along and knocks you off your broom. I, I don't know, but if I was yes, playing that game, uh, there man, I'd be on that, that broom all the time. <laughs> now, I love fl- flying in NES games. Gotta have how it. how far into development did they drop the Wizard of Oz concept? Because I'm really having a hard time. That's seeing- another question. <laughs> Where where would Bert Lahr fit into this game? You know, like it really—I don't see where he would. Did you go, Johnny? Uh, before you answer, David, did you Google the fucking cast of Wizard of Oz, or do you have a strange back corner of your brain that contains the names of the actors from the Wizard of Oz? I love Jack Haley and uh, Ray Bolger. Okay, gotcha. Cool. It's a, it's a googling thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could have just said Judy Garland, John. It, you know, it wouldn't have raised any red flags. Instead, I'm just like, hmm, here, here he is. Name the actor that played the Cowardly Lion like a fucking weirdo. How do you know that off the top of your head? How do I know that Burt Lahr played the Cowardly Lion and not the Tin yeah. Man or the Scarecrow? Yeah. Please, John. I'm a big Wizard of Oz fan. <laughs> I'm surprised that we've gone this far into a discussion of the cast of Wizard of Oz and not brought up Margaret Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, the game that we're discussing is about a little witch. How are we not going to talk about the actress who plays the Wicked Witch of the West? That's a good point. Were you going to play as the Wicked Witch of the West? Because you're playing, because Dorothy wasn't a witch, right? I mean, that's what, I don't remember her being a witch in the movie. Johnny, jeez, when's the last time you saw The Wizard of Oz? (laughs) It's it's been a bit, and I was listening to Dark Side of the Moon. I really don't know what was going on. (laughs) I was kind of zoning in and out. Um, no, I mean, John, it's Dor- been a Dorothy while since I've seen witch. The Wizard of Oz, but I watched The Wiz recently. That's basically <laughs> the same, right? Yeah, game checks out. Um, it is odd that they would go from a Wizard of Oz licensed game to a game in which you're playing as a witch fighting future robots. Like, that's, uh, that's a big swing, man. <laughs> like... Because uh, there's, there's only one robot in The Wizard of Oz, and he's friendly. I mean, it, you know... God, you know, imagine this thing being like, you know, the Wizard of Oz 2 after story of Wizard of Oz, colon, like, Revenge of the Ten Men. Like, <laughs> what about, like, the wheelers and stuff? Mm. No, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, maybe it was supposed to be a Wizard of Oz prequel where you're the Wicked Witch of the West fucking up the Tinkerers as they build more Tin Men to fight you. That's probably what it was. That all sounds real. And if it's not, I'm not questioning it. Um,. That's definitely uh, definitely Wizard of Oz canon that David just recited, uh, <laughs> <you know, laughs> very matter of factly. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, it's uh, what an intriguing ride this game is. <laughs> like just uh, from Wizard of Oz to witch and robots, like you know that that doesn't seem like a just like right click export for like new thing. Like you know somebody had to do a lot of tweaking to get that game to where it was. Like. What am I supposed to do with all these adorable little girl sprites? It's like, uh, you know, fuck. I don't know, man. You know, well, we also, we programmed her with a bunch of magic spells that Dorothy didn't even have. Okay, <laughs> hold on. We can, we can change this. Like this, you know. <laughs> Shit. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> what if Dorothy was the witch? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also lost the rights to the name Dorothy. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently we, in we the can US- fix it. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> Apparently in the U.S. manual, they just didn't name her. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's probably for the She best. was um, originally supposed to be called Francesca, and the game was supposed to be called, I think, Francesca's Wand, and then they, for some reason, changed it to The Cryon Conquest. <laughs> so, like, nah, that's not gonna appeal. We need uh, something more badass. That, that is a way more badass name. It's Thank truly you. more badass. Francesca's <laughs> Wand definitely sounds like a sex product, but, like, <laughs> it's still just, like... <laughs> Who were you gonna sell this to? <laughs> like these images. Well, it's interesting are that you bring wild. that up because, <laughs> as I was reading um, and researching this game, uh, apparently there was a lot of pushback on having the main character be a young witch girl because they're like, "Oh, girl, game starring girls like don't sell." No, only boys play video games. Like we need a male protagonist. But like the developers were really pushing for a little girl as the character. Um, Good and for also, them. I do want to bring up. While I was researching this game, this line in particular made me laugh. Quote, A sequel was planned, but Nintendo had just released the SNES. The new developer kit was too expensive, so they decided not to create a sequel. <laughs> uh, oh, it's like, uh. oh, let's make a new sequel to this game. Hey, we got the SNES kit. Yeah. yeah. Nah. That looks real nah. nice. We could never afford one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, $500, get out of here. <laughs> exactly. What, do you think we actually sold copies of this Cryon Conquest? Fuck! <laughs> but they did They did port this game to mobile phones in Japan in the, like, mid-2000s, so what? it did come back. Okay, well, in that case, yeah, bring it bring it all the way back, man. You know, they fucking, they've done reclamation projects on games before. I mean, like, didn't, you know, didn't we feature it a while ago? Didn't they make uh, something finally worthwhile out of the Gianna sisters? Like, that used to just be a Mario ripoff. It's like, hey, yeah, okay, yeah, we admit it. This was a Mega Man ripoff starring a little witch, but guess what? She's back. You know, <laughs> fucking start pasting up billboards in Japan like, you know, Dorpy is back. And people are going to be like, whoa, whoa, hold up. And, like... Yeah, they're going to roll this thing out for the Olympics this year. Dorpy's going to be the new mascot. It's going to fucking oh blow God, everybody's Dorpy mind. lights the Olympic torch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flies in our little witch broom, lights the torch, and announces the release of fucking Cryon Conquest HD Remix. That's, uh, you know, it's as real as anything that's actually going to happen at the Olympics this year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, if if this game came out on, like, downloadable service, if this was a Steam game, like, we would all look at this like, I don't know, this looks pretty fucking great. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's dying for a comeback, man. Seriously, haven't been playing, like, the uh, fucking Monster Boy game with the charming fucking, you know, just, like, update to a classic formula? I'm like, yeah, give me a charming new witch. I'm into it. Like, that, you know, that's a great idea. And, you know, oh man, imagine these robots in, like, a brand new charming hand-drawn art style? Like, these things would be fucking terrifying. So, you know, let's, uh, let's get a Kickstarter going for new Dorpy. Uh, you know, now do we, do, do we carry on the name Dorpy, or do we really yes. double down on Cryon Conquest? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, we could do both. Why not both? Dorpy's Cryon Conquest. Mm-hmm. Starring good. Dorpy. <laughs> Get the name of their choice. <laughs> oh God! See, I've also just picked. Like, what if they had pulled a, you know, like a Rusty in Japan and just called this game Dorpy, like, <laughs> and just had a cute little witch on the cover. People just like, what the fuck is that? Like, 
<laughs> yeah, such a weird, uh, like, Japanese translation of the name Dorothy. Like, what do we have here exactly? I, uh, you're giving me nothing with this name, this Dorpy. You know, Dorpy wasn't a witch. Uh, you know, probably should buy the game and find out. That's probably a really good idea. <laughs> but, yeah, no, David, what a fascinating pick. This, uh... <laughs> This is truly enlightening for me. It's peeling off all veneers of like being knowledgeable about something. This is, yeah, no. <laughs> what? It's it's a pretty cool game, and it's got a pretty great soundtrack. Um, I do want to take a second to shout out Kiyoshi Yokoyama and Masaki Kase, because uh, yeah, those eight bit tunes. They're uh, pretty fucking great. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to have to look up more Vic Takai games and see what these uh, people worked on. I'm sure they cranked out at least two more games before that company couldn't afford the SNES development kit and <laughs> it went belly up. So, yeah, uh, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, excellent pick, David. So, uh, you know, you get to send us the next game. Cast a spell on Johnny to make him, uh, you know, send us the next game and do it in the style of Dorpy from the game, please. Broom. Game oh my five. God, he's got a broom in his ass. <laughs> <laughs>
Each stage is presented with the name of the mid-boss encountered, and keeping with the magic theme is titled as a magical seal. And uh, each level has a mid-boss and an end-boss. So just some uh, bonus trivia that kind of blew my hair back. Uh, this game was developed by Quest, and the team that made it would later go on to work on Ogre Battle, Tactics Ogre, and Final Fantasy Tactics, which is crazy. Especially because this game is so different than those. <laughs> Man, you guys are having an, an, an art contest, it looks like. <laughs> okay. Alright, let's see. Oh, fuck. Okay, Johnny drew a, uh, a penis with a wizard hat and a staff. Uh, incorrect. Uh, John says Shining Force 4. That is incorrect. And David is writing an entire paragraph. Shading those balls. Yeah. Oh. Um... Oh, he cast a giant penis spell as a, as a dude. Okay, I think it's cool. a penis Patronus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> expecto penis. Okay. Anyways, uh, this is <laughs> Magical Chase on the TurboGrafx-16. Of course you guys didn't play this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But it's uh, I'm very so magical. glad we changed it to Pepsi Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Set that in stone, John. Commit it to memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very magical, um, and it comes right after the perfect game because this also features a little witch girl who uh, shoots magic. Um, but she flies under a broom the whole time. Okay. And uh, <laughs> this game is uh, it is a delight. It's a shoot 'em up. Um, like this one in particular could be, uh, you know, references a cute em up because it's uh, very cute. Um, it's very rare <laughs> and expensive as well. Um, but it is a fucking delight to play. It just reinforces the fact that I wish I had a TurboGrafx-16 because it seems like a really fun system. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they had a couple of highlights, man. It's, uh, I'm looking at it now, and yeah, this looks pretty fucking cute. Uh, you know, I like a cute em up Yeah, I don't know if I would have liked a cute em up at the time that the TurboGrafx-16 was a thing. I think I would have been too much of a little boy for a cute em up but, uh, yeah. you know, man, now I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, no, that, that looks great. I would play that. Like, you know, we were just talking, what, last week about weird shoot-em-ups? I mean, we had Dragon Spirit, we yeah. were playing as a dragon. Like, how about when we were playing as a cute little witch girl? Like, hell yeah. They had, they had shoot-em-ups for everything on the TurboGrafx. It was a pretty big shoot-em-up machine. <laughs> Word. I was going to say, I feel like the TurboGrafx is known for shoot-em-ups. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, give me some yeah, examples, because I don't know what the TurboGrafx is known for besides, like, Bonk. Uh, well, Dragon uh, Spirit, last week's... Uh, um, Thunder Force. Thunder Force. Word. Um, Air Zonk. Yeah, Air Zonk. That's good. Thank you. See? Yeah, that's a name I know. Not a game I've played, but, you know, thank you. I at least know that. So, Well observed, David. You know, you, you got me zonked. Oh, I got you air zonked. Careful with that. Um, so, Jesse, you uh, obviously you've played this incredibly rare TurboGrafx-16 game. You know, on yes, your... I uh, <laughs> I rented it. Yeah, <laughs> as, at, at as everybody video. did back in the day. <laughs> Went to that very fancy blockbuster with the TurboGrafx-16 games. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun though. Um, you fly around. Um, there's a lot of stuff is happening on screen. It's crazy. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Okay, so you got these two little stars that fly around with you. And um, typically, they're firing in the opposite direction that you're going or which way you're pointing. So, like, if you need to shoot stuff behind you, you know, you push the stick forward while you fire. Um, or not the stick, but the, the pad. And um, But you can also lock them in place. With like a, a press of a button, so if okay. you just want him to shoot down for some reason, you get him in that per, uh, position and press A or one, I think is the button. Um, <laughs> I think their controller has a one and a two button. Oh yeah, and it has a run and, uh, instead of a start. Yeah, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this system creeps me out, man. <laughs> but um, have midway through the uh, the uh, level, you'll find like a big jack o' lantern balloon. That you can fly into and buy like upgrades for your for your magical girl, and um, I think his name is Uncle Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into so, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a call it's, it what it it's is. It's so charming <laughs> and, and delightful and cute and very colorful. Like 
it always amazes me how colorful these Turbo Graphics games are. Yeah. Um, well, that's the, that was kind of really my main takeaway. Just looking at images of it, I'm like, yeah, this is colorful as shit. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like SNES games. They maybe I always thought of them as having better graphics, but like. Turbo graphics games. There's something very, very colorful about it. I don't know if that's a like. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Did they have fewer colors, so they went with brighter colors, or uh, like you know, I don't know. I don't know what the story is there, but I feel like Turbo Graphics 16 games always look really nice. Like um, coloring yeah, the pages. I feel like they were competing more with the NES too, though, which makes it even more like. Right. Well, they look streets ahead of the fucking NES, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the problem of that confusing time in uh, in video game console releases. It's like, what's competing with what exactly? Like, uh, NES still hanging around. Genesis came out in '89. Like, Turbo Graphics is here. Also, the SNES, and then you're starting to Genesis is starting to add it, add add-ons. So, who <laughs> knows what's uh, what's competing with what? <laughs> like, everybody's confused, but the games all look pretty good. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, I wish, uh, you know, now I feel bad, man. Now I, I feel bad that I completely forgot that you did an I Am Terrible video about this game. Um, I, no, I did a, um, shit, did I do a whole video? I thought I just streamed it one time. Oh, okay, shit, see, that's the thing. I, I thought that you had, because, you know, it was all starting to ring a bell. But, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you just streamed it, but, yeah. I don't know. Uh... It, it rang a bell once you uh, once you put it out there. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I gotta remember to keep track of what Jesse, uh, you know, gives us on the channel because typically it'll be something that he either is using currently or will use in the future. Like, you know, that's uh, that's the Jesse checklist. Uh, yeah. See if you guys are paying attention. Exactly. Like, you know, and how dare you, sir, play games on the show that you've shown us videos of you actually playing in real life? What the hell is the matter with you anyway? <laughs> Going against the Johnny uh, Code by actually playing games for the show. <laughs> well, I already recorded this week's video, and it's of Magical Chase. I hopefully I didn't do one before. Oh, cool! <laughs> <That'd be> stupid. <laughs> I get pretty far in it, though. Spoiler alert. See, that's the thing. You got to start doing a sequel series. You've had I Am Terrible at, and now you need I Am Doing a Little Better at. And then eventually, maybe or I'm still terrible. Yeah, like yeah, actually, and then, you know on. On third, you know, on a third pass, actually, yes, I am still pretty terrible at this. You know, <laughs> featuring Jesse. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like the idea of a video series that's, I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Almost got it. Episode seven on Magical Chase. Eh, almost. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I, you know, I'm going to nail this one down soon. You know, Jesse will, you know, Jesse will master something on, uh, on stream at some point. Um, they give you a lot of continues, so I think I could beat it. That's good. See, yeah, I hate games that were stingy with the continues. Like, and th oh. so yeah, that's the qu like. Uh, is the game like f you know? You say the game's fun. Is it like arcade ass hard? Like, is it you know? No, no, no. It like you get a health bar. Okay. Or, like you get big hearts, difference. <laughs> and um, you can um, get more hearts with your with Uncle Pumpkin. Um, there's a a great power up you can buy sometimes. He uh sells this elixir and if you die you just go back to full health so it's like a you know get out of jail free card um you can buy like uh hearts that give you um that'll heal you twice uh you can buy uh 
like more hearts for your health. Uh, there's all these like bombs and ways to upgrade your spells and stuff. So uh, it it gets pretty good. Now, do, do, at any point, do you get to summon this Uncle Pumpkin, or is there like a new game plus mode where you get to play through the game as Uncle Pumpkin? Because quite quite frankly, I mean, you know, the witch sounds cool, well, you, but like I, a little pumpkin run would be pretty fun too. I, you don't get to play as him, but you definitely get to see him, and he looks pretty great. Yeah, uh, you know, guy with a jack o' lantern head. I'm into that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's funny to me. Though it does make it seem like this is a Halloween ex like exclusive, like timed game. Like you know, you shouldn't be playing this if it's not Halloween because you're a little witch and there's pumpkins. But uh, you know, if you can get past that, it's uh, you know a fun game for all times. So, yeah, you know, I think it looks really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, kind of give me TurboGrafx-16 uh, desires here. Right? You know, something I've you know, seldom had in my life. <laughs> you, you know, they have a. Um, it's been obviously. Uh, What's the word? Um, pushed back, but they have a one of those mini systems. That's a Turbo Graphics. Oh yeah! And, or, wait, um, is that happening? Oh right. It's 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 supposed to be, but they're you know having it on hold right now because of you know certain things. Ah. And uh, uh, did they realize there's not enough games to sell to people? Like, wait a minute, shit. We don't have enough hits on this system to really drive one of these mini consoles. Like, we have zero name recognition. We had a couple of bonk games, these cool shoot 'em ups, and if we're not careful, we're gonna have to put Yo Bro on this thing. <laughs> well, some of the games on it too are like Japanese games, so like they're just you know shoot 'em up, so like you don't have to read a whole lot, you know, just start shooting. That's uh, funny. But I feel like it's that would be the the mini system to have because like you know, the Super Nintendo one is great, but it's like I've played all these fucking games. But I buy a Turbo Graphics 16 thing, it's like holy shit! I have all these new games I've never played before, and they're all pretty fucking killer. So I'd keep an eye out for that thing. Yeah, I think we all should. You know, I. Uh I'm always after those mini consoles, especially when they uh, when they fail spectacularly, like the PlayStation One, and go on sale for like 16 bucks. I'm not saying oh. that's going to happen to the TurboGrafx 16. I want it, I want it to succeed, but uh, man, if I can get it for cheap, I'll definitely get it. I like having those little mini consoles around. They uh, they they please me They're aesthetically. Cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just uh, it's an easier way to have systems now. Yeah, they're they're magical. Indeed. There, there's a strange magic in taking what used to be big and making it small and loading it with even more technology than what it ever had before. Like, uh, is it, is it magic or is it technology? Is technology and science the real magic? Are we going to finally go in hard on the discussion of whether or not science is magic? Johnny, how you feeling, man? Well, you know what discussion I get into quite often with, uh, Danielle is... Is computer science a science? And does does me being a computer scientist make me a scientist? Ooh. I answer yes. It's a natural science, much like <laughs> biology, and it makes me a scientist. Wow, John. I bet your wife, who's a herpetologist, has a very different opinion on that. It is a heated discussion anytime it comes up, which is often. Yeah, I, I bring it up all the time. I was gonna say, does it does it sting, John? Blowing that much smoke up your own ass, like, <laughs> does it start to bother you after I just a like while? The, I mean, yeah. 
I love making I just breakfast like the idea and spelling of- out, I am a scientist in the, with the bacon, handing it to her, <laughs> then we start fighting. I was going to say, I love the idea of just like... You coming out, she's, like, making coffee in the morning. It's like, good morning, I hope you slept well. I'm a scientist. <laughs> I'm a scientist, too, you know. I <laughs> did it. This is a uh, natural science. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, well, uh, Johnny, the scientist, uh, can take us to the calculating computer if Jesse doesn't have anything else about, uh, about magical chase. <laughs> no, I think that all my MP has been used. Okay, well, yeah, Johnny, Mr. Scientist, please, uh, you know, use your science to put this episode out of its misery. I think we just found my luchador name, Mr. Scientist. (laughs) Mr. Scientist. That's great. (laughs) Yes. I love that it's Mr. Scientist and not Dr. Scientist. Or Senor Scientist. Nope, Mr. Uh, Scientist. LCNCO. Calculating computer activated. I'm just trying to say that Yoshi's cookie is pretty good and you match cookies. Can I say that? Can I? No? <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Wow. How absurd. Guys, we really gotta write the ship next week. This, uh... This... I, you know, I am the keeper of the Game That Tune stats and history. This is our lowest scoring episode of all time. We have never done this poorly on the show. <laughs> this is wild, man. We finally beat handhelds. <laughs> Take that, episode 11, you fucking jerks. <laughs> yeah. You are no longer our lowest scoring episode. Wow-wee. Um... Yeah, so I will take the honor of winning this episode by scoring a single point. Uh, you know, this is almost arguably the episode that Johnny should win, just based on it being our lowest scoring episode ever. But no, it's too late. The, sci- the scientists activated the computer. The scores are locked in. I have won. I have a theme for the next episode. So yes, um, we, uh, you know, I, I've been thinking on this theme. I've been you know, kind of preoccupied this week. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody else is feeling that way, but, uh, you know, I, I really, you know, I try to keep the show, uh, you know, a, a piece of light, fun escapism, uh, even before, uh, whatever wild shit is going on outside in the world right now. Uh, you know, we're all feeling a little tense, feeling a little bit of, uh, uncertainty, maybe some anxiety over, uh, the state of things right now. So on this next episode, I want to play games that make you feel anxiety. No, I'm kidding. I want <laughs> games that you play <laughs> that you can chill with. Games that make you feel calm. Games that just, it's a, you know, it's, it's good time chilling. A game you can relax with is the theme that I want for next week's episode. <laughs> um, I think we could all use a little uh, decompression, a little uh, relaxation. So uh, either a game that you can chill with or, you know, since Johnny doesn't play games, I'll make the caveat. You find me a chill-ass soundtrack and, uh, and you bring it to the show and I won't contest it, baby. So <laughs> it's, uh, it, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a nice chill episode with some chill games. So, yes, that's the theme. Chill games. Do not take that as an excuse to use an ice level, John. I've made it very clear what the theme is. I'm just going to nip that in the bud right now. God um, damn it. Yeah, damn. that's right. 
I you know I know your patterns, baby. So ah. it's G- GTT and chill next week on Game That Tune. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening this week. Thanks to everybody watching along live with us. We've had a great night, great live show, great uh, chat in the chat box. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Join us for our live show. We really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks to everybody checking out Podcast Form. We appreciate you listening there, uh, downloading and rating, reviewing in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcasts now come out on Tuesday mornings, so we uh, we get the podcast to you a little bit earlier than we used to, so you got some time to listen on Tuesdays, enjoy that show, maybe even get in a last-minute request for the uh, for the next episode. Thank you to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for our awesome exclusives. We've got uh, Jesse's covered up series. We've got uh, mixtapes. We've got GTT gyms. Uh, just this week, we published a St. Patrick's Day themed mix. Uh, you know, uh, thank you, David, for those song selections on that one. You did a fantastic job. Uh, you really captured the spirit of the season. And, uh, yeah, we just, we're always having a blast and putting out fun content over there at Patreon, so we appreciate you guys supporting us there. Um, special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Chrono, Dominic Guy, Kelly Um, Taylor Y, all fantastic fellas, and we appreciate you guys supporting the show, you know, very greatly. Uh, special thanks to uh, Muddle Madness, uh, Daniel Perky, Patreon superfan, for his request this week. He sent us his request in our Discord channel, but you can hit us up there or hit us up uh, on Twitter at Game That Tune. You can find us on YouTube at the 24-7 Video Game Music live stream. Hit, uh, make a request there. Or you can hit us up, GameThatTune at gmail.com with your requests, or find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... JP Regan JR. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And you can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFD Fleming. Hell yeah, guys. So, you know, I picked the theme, but I didn't pick the bonus tunes with that theme in mind. So let's get one last little anxiety out of the way. We got a final boss theme from uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Uh, A little taste of that old school meets new school. Ganon appears. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out.
The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds is copyright 2013 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Golden Axe 3 is copyright 1995 Sega Games Company Limited. Tales of the Abyss is copyright 2006-2012 Namco Bandai Games. The Cryon Conquest is copyright 1991 Vic Takai. Magical Chase is copyright 1993 Quest and Turbo Technologies Incorporated. I was just thrown out for you were like, thanks, David, for those song requests. Like, uh, did I make that mixtape? Like, that's uh, what? that's what I, uh, that's the uh, the canon I put on Patreon. I, you know, I uh, fucking said in the intro, like, yeah, David just left me a folder full of MP3s. I haven't exactly figured out what theme he's going for with any of this. And then I just read off what's obviously a, a mixtape full of green characters. <laughs> And, uh, you know, fucking, uh, Muddle Madness comedies, like, oh man, green mix, and then he commented again, like, great mixtape, great picks, David, I'm like, it's the canon I'm going with, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is a fun mixtape, if you haven't listened to it yet.